Está escuchando El Viaje Medianoche con la guía de caballeros de medianoche y un reparto de miles, manteniéndolo despierto durante la medianoche desde el 1977.
now recording. Okay. It's time for the Midnight Ride with Large William, the uncool cat, and me, and Shrieky the bird. Was it Shrieky? <laughs> the pretty bird? Yeah, the pretty birdie. The, the, uh, co- was a cockatiel? If that a bird parakeet? was in the car right now, it would be in the glove compartment, and I'd be lighting up, <laughs> trying to light up a cigarette, and I wouldn't be able to, and I'd throw it up. You keep your foot on the gas. Oh, fuck. Why take the foot off the gas? There's no reason to stop the car oh. when you're being attacked by a bird. Yeah. That's when you want to go faster. <laughs> Absolutely. That's when you want to A bee gets in the car, anything happens, you don't hit the brake. You accelerate. Well, yeah, eye trauma, usually. uh, Yeah, that means go faster. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, Uncle Cat uh, does not have a pretty bird in here. No, he does not have a pretty, that's right. Um, So we are going to be talking about an amazing film we just happened to see in the theaters. Chris had seen it as a young boy. I may have seen bits and pieces of it. I recalled it being bonkers from things I had seen, but I hadn't seen it as an adult. I hadn't seen it in its entirety, period. Um, and that I, is, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, watching it now, I remember when I was a kid, I found it boring. You would, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember finding, like, uh, I was renting a lot of horror films, like so many young kids, just yeah. anything on the shelf, and... The cover, I think the cover was just the eyeball. The eye, and, and like that little, like, oval thing. Yeah, so I was kind of, I, re- I think I rented it around the same time as I rented Soul Survivor. But we haven't even mentioned what the film is yet. We should do that. We should do that. The film is 1978's... The I Visitor. Believe, the Visitor. Directed by, I believe, Ovidiu, a Greek, a fine, as fine a Greek helmer as we've seen. Michael Paradise. Michael J. Paradise. <laughs> up there with Martin Dolman and, uh... All the other lovely uh, names that... Uh, nom de plumes. Nom de plumes that the directors use for a North American audience. <laughs> so we just left the light box, and uh, we didn't take notes. We, we figured we'd just kind of freewheel on it, but the film is being put out by Draft House. Good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking, actually, of all places, in a very GGTMC at the urinal. Uh, we were talking about how they'd put out Bullhead and Wake and Fright and Miami Connection and a band called Death. Which I will thank you on the air um, for lending me Bullhead. Fantastic film with one of the best performances I've seen, a lead performance. It's up there with Thomas Hardy in Bronson, um, Eric Bana, Chopper, uh, Russell Crowe, Romper Stomper, where when you see the person being interviewed, you cannot believe that's the man you were just watching for two hours or hour and a half or whatever the movie. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Good on them for releasing that. Yeah, and like we were saying, they're doing a really great balance between kind of art house um, and kind of more out there stuff from days gone by. Man, it's fucking snowing out, eh? What is it with recording Midnight Ride Jeez. and snowstorms? Yeah, it's like we're in a snow globe, man. <laughs> Cemetery, but, man. Cemetery, yeah, no kidding. Uh, what Spoilers, jeez What was the dude's name? Uh, the, the, the the handsome uh, sidekick in that? Gergi? <laughs> Gnocchi? 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 Or, Gnocchi? I always want to say gnocchi, but that's like an Italian That's a very good potato pasta, pasta Yeah, yeah. I But I think noigi or noigi something like or something. that Yeah Yeah, or something yeah. <laughs> Something like that But anyway, enough about uh, Other films Other films Let's talk about this film So this film is insane. The cast, just to run down some of the cast, the lead actor in the film is John Huston, 
uh, as fine a director as America's uh, produced. Sam Peckinpah, uh, Glenn Ford, uh, Franco Nero as a, a peroxide blonde disciple. Would fit him well in any Yodorovsky film. Absolutely. Um, a very young and very butterfly-collared Lance Henriksen. Yeah, who's... Even watching him in this, like, you just see, like, this guy was meant to be on screen. This is around the dog day afternoon. Um, even, I guess, uh, we were talking about this, the Damien, yeah. Damien Omen 2, how this film and, like, his performance in both very much remind me of one another. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's got it, man. He's a guy that, again, we were talking about in, in a, another spot in the parking garage just now about how... He, he seems to have been content to just kind of stick in, in the genre films and mostly horror films or sci-fi and, and just kind of cash those checks. And I really wish he would uh, he would do something outside of that because he's got the chops. I mean, yeah. he's a fine, fine actor. And, he you know, he's even funny. Uh, we were talking Quick and the Dead. I really like his character Ace in there. He's in there for a very little bit, and he's a standout performer. But, yeah, he should be, like up there with Powers Booth and uh, that kind of, you know, character actor who he should have be on Deadwood or something where he can bust his dramatic chops, I guess. The Powers Booth, Eric Roberts, yeah. Lance Henriksen. I mean, uh, Booth and Roberts have fallen more out of favor than Henriksen. Henriksen at least just kept working, but those three guys are amazing actors and I just, I just feel like, I don't know, I wish they did more kind of high-end, not high-end, but... Yeah, Booth will show up in, like, a... I love the film, but MacGruber or something in a small role. Yeah. Yeah, he's just sort of, you know, I'm sure just cashing checks and stuff. They're, I'm trying to think. I thought he was in a movie... Maybe I'm thinking Michael Ironside showing up in X-Men. But another great face. Another great face. In fact, I wish he would do something to stretch his legs, too, because I think he's got it. He's. I actually reviewed a movie... Well, not reviewed, but I uh, had to screen a movie for... Uh, my job, and it was the Jazz Man with yeah. uh, Michael Ironside playing a father of a guy who wants to be a jazz musician, and it's it's really Lifetime and stuff. But yeah, even in something like that, which I did not enjoy too much, uh, he was great. He was fantastic. Oh, I gotta check that out. If even if it no, is no, you don't. <laughs> but for his performance, no. Uh, it's a it's a tough slog, but and he's not the main character. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. You never know. It's Canadian. You get to see a lot of nice uh, Canadian sights. What were we reviewing again? <laughs> the, yeah, there we go. The Visitor. So The Visitor, to, to synopsize it, if, if it's, it's almost... You can't even really synopsize it, but uh, it's almost like a, a, a cosmic battle between good and evil. Yeah. Really. Um, there's a demon child of sorts. Um, and they really make a point to involve sort of the cosmos and it to be this sort of celestial... Struggle versus just a, a, a god and the devil thing, which is actually you know, the the celestial body or a celestial, I guess, demon is named Satine. Yeah, yeah, which, that's uh, right. I guess could be read into as I uh, maybe someone from the Bible. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, but I, I'm glad that outside of that, they at least they at least bring up sort of the cosmos and have the yeah. stars and all this stuff and. They look at things a bit differently. One of the things we're talking about when we saw the film, the film has a reputation for being bonkers, and it is, I mean, it, it out-bonkers Hong Kong 80 cinema in a lot of ways. Uh, it certainly does. It has that nonsensical, 
feel to it where anything can happen. Yeah. And it's not like anything can happen, uh, you know, like, oh, they, uh, the plot, like I just saw Inside Lewin Davis, and that's a movie that seems like anything can happen, but it's at least in the realms of reality somewhat. This, like, you know, a cop may speed up when he's being attacked by, you just don't know. Yeah, bird flies in a cop, Glenn Ford's window. And begins attacking him. It's not just any bird. We should say that. That's right. It's uh, it's an agent of of uh, the dark side, and it's a parakeet, right? It's Isn't par- it like a hawk? Was it a hawk? Yeah, it couldn't have been a parakeet, could it? Watch these. <laughs> yeah, a little that was bit big, a big fucking deformed parakeet. parakeet. Yeah, but it was it was uh, it swoops in the window and it's pecking and pecking and that, that's the that's when we get the great moment of him accelerating as it's pecking for a while and. The brilliant thing is he hits a motorcycle. <laughs> the motorcycle hits the windshield. You see in the shot the car stops. Yeah. The next... It's like he started going again. He did. <laughs> he totally did. Okay, the car stopped. That guy... Well. That, that, that stuntman took a bump, though. Yeah, he definitely Like, did. there was no cut there. Like, it showed him... Take, that guy took a bump, for sure. But uh, we had said... And we're not spoiling anything, but uh, there is a car... Speaking of cars, there's a car in the film... That um, you know does a few does a few rolls, and it ends up uh, wrapped like a like a present of carnage in a, a chain link fence, which is genius because as we'd said, as you'd said, um, once they're trapped in there, and it, you know we get the inevitable car explosion, um, they can't get out, and no one can help them. But you can kind of still see them. Yeah, which so, makes it pretty powerful. But yeah, it, it was. You know, in a more serious-minded movie, it could be pretty horrific. Yeah, if if you somehow got that in there, somehow organically, you know that they, they were wrapped on the fence. But but uh, what I was going to say was, as as, bonk, as as much as this one has a reputation for being bonkers, you and I both were really impressed with um, some of the technical side of things. There's a lot of uh, astounding sh- shots in the film. Visually, the film yes. is something to behold. There's a lot of really great work with lights and shadows. They take really great advantage of the city of um, Atlanta's kind of post, uh, sort of futuristic 70s um, architecture uh, to really great effect. It really gives the film a really unique feel. And they th- they very openly thanked the city of and the mayor of Atlanta yep. at the time for, for allowing this to happen in the it's film. It's like the title frame before the movie even starts. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's uh, and yeah, like I said, they do a really good job. I can't recall the the um, the DOP was Italian, and of course the score is Michelizzi, which uh, you know, pretty good, a pretty good composer. And the score is very memorable. It's amazing. A lot of uh, a lot of hero moments <laughs> played oh, over non hero scenes. Very uh, memorable score for sure. What's great about it is it's almost like a like a real ass kicking kind of exploitation or like a I don't know like a Bronson or some one of these tough guys you know it, it's a real kind of rousing cool kind of uh, lively theme and it, it gets played, played over a lot of well it's really in a way it's John Houston's theme right yeah it's his triumphant theme well and that's sort of where you realize the movie isn't because I remember when I first started watching it I thought it was going to be bonkers but in a very um like because it has a whole surreal moment which I thought there were some it ended with a very chilling shot no yeah. pun intended yeah of yeah. Uh, the person who's veiled being unveiled yeah 
Um, and I thought, like, holy shit, this could be scary and cool. Yeah. But then that theme kicks in, and you realize, oh, no, this is going to be a bit of a laugh fest, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right, because it opens with a very much, like you said, a Jodorowsky kind of uh, scene with this, like, this desert and this epic kind of storm. And and with that, that was chilling. Uh, the, the one face was just covered in... in uh... Yeah, and the eyes. And... <laughs> yeah, the eyes. Yeah, and actually the eyes even otherwise throughout the film what did they use on that just shine light on sort of a contact or something what do you think How do you I have think they no that idea I, I would imagine contacts because the girl in the film has these contacts that look there's a, a glint in her eye and it, it works quite well but um, I want to talk about uh, her I think she acquits herself pretty well like I think part of the, the film is it's bonkers and if you go with it being bonkers you're willing to accept it because a lot yeah. of times the deadly child or the demon child stuff is played very straight face so it becomes absurd and and it's not very tense but well the thing is is it wasn't really going for scares exactly she was almost like a brat she wasn't village of the damned no sort of uh staring off and like you're you never get really an eerie feeling from her you get that she's this horrible person yeah and she plays that well she plays that really well she's not damien no. She's like this sort of punk kid almost with a foul mouth and uh, is spoiled rotten. And her her mother, who I thought was very beautiful for being a blonde, um, we said she looks almost like Nancy Allen, like a type, like that kind of feathered yeah. hair, kind of uh, blowout era um, <clears throat> Nancy Allen hair. But uh, yeah, and, and the mother, it should be said, is, is unfortunately, we won't, we won't spoil it, but unfortunately is the recipient of uh, a birthday gift gone wrong which is an amazing scene it's a it's an amazing amazing scene and and her the child's reaction is pretty fantastic too yeah it totally is man it totally is but I think yeah everyone despite it being bonkers kind of give goes for the gusto and there's just so many strange moments and the performances at times despite them being sort of edited or or line the lines in the film being you know certainly hammy I enjoyed everyone in the film. No one great. Shelley Winter shows up and she's fucking in the bag the whole film. <laughs> well, it's weird because her... Let's uh, just go back to the moment, the birthday moment. Yeah. How the kid reacts at the end of it. Yeah. That look she gives. You almost wonder if the filmmaker, like, oh, okay, well, he isn't on the joke. Yeah. And then you realize a couple scenes later that, no, he's not in on the joke at all. He is making a serious-minded film. Yeah. Which uh, I love, though. I love. Oh, yeah. I love when filmmakers have um, ambition and they try to make a film of a certain scope and scale. I, I love. You got shoot for the moon, man. Yeah. You know, and I really am impressed with that. Like whether it, it, it's laughable in some parts or not, I give him an A plus, man, for effort. Like he put everything he had into this film. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people sort of can't look past the. I guess uh, flaws of the film I remember someone telling me uh, Plan 9 is you know how could I not regard that as the worst movie ever made and I was saying I actually consider it a really sweet movie and I think it shows sort yep. of Ed Wood's naive idealism and yep. stuff and even if it's ham-fisted I think that only adds to the sweetness of the movie and warms my heart even more when someone's willing to bear their heart their soul their hopes their dreams their fears or to, to reach for something, to really reach for something in a film, I think you really have to give credit. I agree. We were talking about that on the drive there with Bad Lieutenant, how yep. sometimes Harvey Keitel 
it's a you know little mocked for his performance whereas I think it's insane to say that yeah yeah it's one of the greatest performances of all time yeah. and the pain and anguish he shows certainly is uncomfortable to watch yeah and that's like as opposed to I think someone just straight up calling him bad it's more like a mocking and mentioning his penis but uh, yeah, right but yeah I love that when people just put it out there people don't do that enough nowadays you well, get no. too many American too... hustles with tongues and cheeks and everyone's too guarded playing yeah. dress up and not in the best way yeah it, it becomes very much very self-aware and and uh, I, there, there needs to you need to really ex- there's not that that vulnerability a lot of times and I wish there was because when when actors are willing to give of themselves and to strip away any sort of um, vanity for a yeah. project, the, the project is much better for it. And a lot of times are rewarded, like that guy yeah. in Bullhead, which I can't yeah. believe I remember. Um, I, can't remember I think it's like Matthias Schoenard or Schoenard or yeah, he's Marcus Schoenard. That really revealing, uh, physically altering performance and you know emotional performance has garnered him a lot of work. Yeah, and I, I, we were saying, I know opinion of it was a bit divided, but I adored Rustin Bone. I think some people had problems with the characters not being very likable or making mistakes and sort of being rewarded and, or getting redemption in spite of not deserving redemption. But I loved the film and it made my top, I want to say top 15 last year. So, And he's fantastic in it. And Marianne Cotillard, who is one of the best actresses working, is great in the film. Yeah, I still need to see that. Yeah, no, it's it's quite quite good, but um, yeah, this one, um, yeah, I I don't even know where to go. I just there's so many scenes that you know we could just talk about uh, as far as yeah, I don't want to turn it into a remember this, remember that, but yeah, it's hard not to. It is because there's so many memorable things that happen on screen in the film, and I is I, it I just uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really commend Draftos again for putting this out. I hope everyone goes out and buys the disc because when you see this film, and I said it to you as we walked into the theater, I said, I can't wait to have this disc because I cannot wait to hear the fucking commentary track during certain parts of the film. Like when uh, Houston's smiling doing his like celestial kind of uh, hocus pocus and it's just amazing, man. It's one of those things that you, you're trying to understand what the filmmaker was going for with some stuff. And you know he's going for something big, but you just you can't quite wrap your head around it, and it's it really is. Uh, yeah, it's I think that earnestness, like he, yeah. John Houston, and I will say, like I actually like the final moment. I yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, have you seen uh, Stephen Chow's new film, Journey to the West? I have not yet. Um, it's great. I, I loved it. Nice, I got to see it. Um, but yeah, the Demon Hunter and that sort of has the same idealism as John Huston's character and I found it very sweet in that as well very endearing um the reason he was doing stuff yeah it's not your usual supernatural dean and uh someone else I can't remember Dean and Sam hunting down demons there's something almost nice about it yeah it's uh I'll tell you it's yeah, it's, um, sorry, I'm just, the roads are getting pretty bad here. Um, yeah, I think, uh... It's, yeah, just a past these lights here. Um, what was I, lost my train of thought on that big time. But I, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna buy the disc. I don't know when it's coming out. It, maybe it even is out. Or they'll probably be doing this, this rolling road show before. Yeah. But when it comes out, I will buy it, uh, because I think it's well worth everyone's money. I was gonna say something about Houston. Oh, uh... 
I'll tell you, Chris and I watched the film, and if you've seen the film, and when there's when there's there's a line in this film, someone shows up at the at a house and says, "I'm the babysitter." I'll tell you, man, we fucking pissed ourselves for five minutes. We oh, could not stop not laughing. Laugh. We're dying. I mean, I was talking because I had to stop myself. I had to continue myself. Stop laughing. Everyone's going to get annoyed. I was ready to start thinking of, like, relatives' deaths and stuff. Oh, just to get man, myself it to was stop laughing. Unbelievable. I haven't laughed that hard in a film in a long time, man. In a long time. It's not only that line, but people's reactions to it. Yes. So there's, like, a good two minutes there of, like, just insanity. There is. Like, of uh, people's reaction. <clears throat> Should I turn the car off? Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up here in a minute. Um... That people's reactions to this line, the babysitter. Yeah. Um, it's I could not even think about it without ha- cracking. It's essentially imagine you hire a babysitter, you open the door, and the last thing on earth you want to yeah. see at the door is there, and you're cool with it. It's just insane. Yeah. It is totally insane, man. It's just it's a like we were saying. It's an earnest film that. Has a high uh, a high ceiling as far as what it's trying to attain. Whether it does or doesn't, I guess is up to the viewer. But I think our our the people listening to our show should know what they're getting into, and I, from I would reward this film highly for that. Um, you think we want to do make or break MVP. Anything else you want to say about the film before we jump on? Um, let's see. I the visually <clears throat> we talked. It's a visual feast. It is. Some There's some really beautiful shots, man. Even the final moments mm-hmm. in. Uh, in the house. It's like they had, yeah, they had access to a lot of, like, specific houses and exterior architecture and interior and... Yeah. Really utilized it well, man. But even that moment where they're walking, she's, I guess, rolling up to uh, someone. Yeah. And they're playing Pong. Yeah. And they turn around and there's... It's like they use... And I can't believe I can't remember... What's the thing you put your hand on and your hair stands up. Oh, one of those balls at like the Ontario Science Center. Yeah. Uh, the glass ball like the electricity. Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's an image with that that's great. That, and he, he, there's a few moments in the film where he really uses suspense well. That being yeah. one of them. Um, I thought, like I said, the opening bit was chilling. It's crazy how the film has lovable, lovable moments of ineptness tied in with Pretty uh, excellent filmmaking, and you don't see that very often. No, to see it's both the straight up ineptness or straight up brilliance. Yeah. Um, yeah. To have a mixture of both, it's a real treat. Yeah, it totally is, man. Um, I wouldn't mind mentioning the montage. Oh, the 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 gymna- gymnastics sur- uh, surgery montage was that what it was? Yeah, which you know, I guess playing up the result of the surgery yeah. could be, but I really do think it's as Rick always says, you know filmmaker gets a location and he okay we're gonna shoot here yeah um i do believe this is they found out their actress could skate and do gymnastics this girl so. is a dynamo in on the palmo horse and on skates man and those two scenes they're good like they're very entertaining yeah they're incredible the skating scenes the skating incredibly scenes entertaining oh it's so amazing man and but that and that scene <laughs> and also once again is, is, another one that goes nowhere into reality where no. this would happen, an eight-year-old girl <laughs> yeah. being a, well, what happens to her at the rink? Yeah. It just, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine that happening in anywhere other than, like... The mind of an Italian genre filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But it's charming. It, it is, is charming. And it's also edited 
fantastic, like we talked about with oh, someone, fuck. someone trying to get to that rink. That is amazing. <clears throat> it is, man. Anyone who's seen and loves Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you will recognize the pit, oh. that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. A certain scene in that. It's outstanding. But this is not played for laughs. No, it's no. that was another one. I was holding, holding oh, it in, God. trying not to like just make an ass out of myself, myself by laughing for ten minutes. Yeah, and I will say, as I said to you in the opening, there's a basketball game being shot. And Italians always shoot North American sports in the funniest ways. You do a lot of crash zooms and close-ups, and it's just very, very peculiar. But uh, Yeah, it very, very, very entertaining film. Should we do make or breaks and all that? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, man, this, there's so many makes. There's no breaks. There's no breaks. <laughs> it's all makes. Uh, make, I'm going to say... Oh, man, the fucking the bird attack in the car, man. Was that before the babysitter scene? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Everything, even the opening was amazing for different reasons. But I will, uh, when I go into mine, or I I can say it now. Sure. I think the opening misled me. Yes. um, Whereas I thought, like, holy fuck. I mean, for a movie. Surreal kind of. And then when that score comes up. But yeah, Um, the the bird scene, if that was before the babysitter scene, took me on a different journey. Yeah. Like, there was a little bit of, uh, before then, like, still giving the movie a chance to, like, you know, it it might be legitimately scary, it might be legitimately chilling. And what's, we should say that that theme, of course, my, I looked, I just leaned over and whispered to you, that's the show, show, spooktacular theme from this year. So, it was amazing, every time I heard that, and saw John Houston in his safari jacket, I thought of the show, show gang, but, uh, okay, so make or break, yeah, and then MVT, I'm gonna go with... How bonkers it is, man. The insanity of this film is absolutely the most valuable thing for me. It's uh, it's something else, man. Um, Want to go to yours since we're going... Do-do-do? Did you want to score? Or? Yeah, I can score it. Okay, oh, I'll score I, it. I can... Just because you did your make or break the same time. So I was going to say you want to do your MVT same time too? Okay, I'm going to... Yeah, the make or break's sure. the same thing as you. Yeah. If that's the first scene of what it, my MVT is going to be. Okay. Um, which is... And I... As I said to you in the parking lot, I kind of hate to give it to this because it seems so, you know, almost throwaway. But I am going to give it to the unintentional unintentional humor. It is priceless. I really, like, I was very much enjoying the entertained, film. But you're entertained, right? I mean, Oh, yeah. You know. I was very much enjoying the film. I love the first scene. Then we get Henriksen, you know, trying to seduce her and yeah. baseball scenes with explosions. and or, Basketball, I mean, basketball scenes. scenes with the, yeah. So there was a lot of, like, this is just insane. But then once the unintentional humor kicked in, I think with the bird scene, yeah. it kind of never left. Like, I no, found myself point, yeah. laughing <laughs> a lot through the rest yeah. of the film. And not just, like, guffaws that, like, oh, my God, how crazy yeah. was that? But just, like, it kind of, once it hit the ground, it never stopped being funny. No, it's true. So uh, I have to go with unintentional humor. Nice. Uh, score for the film, I'm going to say, and this sounds high, man, but... Very entertaining, so fucking bonkers. I'm gonna say, uh, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, an eight point. I'm gonna say eight point seven five, man. Fuck wow, it. awesome, I, man. I, I adored it so much. It's so fun. It's just what, what, what I want in the film sometimes, man. It's 
It's far out. It's unlike anything else. There's no other film like this film. There's no other film yeah, it's, that does it like this it's film. It's a does. very bizarre one. I'm almost ashamed of my uh, childlike or my uh, child self who found it boring. It it's happens. Like, Don't you know what camp is? Yeah, no kidding. But uh, I would probably go 8.25. Nice, nice. I think it's definitely going to be in the conversation now when I talk about bonkers yeah. films. And when I talk yeah. about, like, what the fuck films, yeah. there's no way you can't mention this. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. The birds. There's so many birds oh, in the God. film. From statues to attacks. Well, that was to... another thing, like, oh, Damien. The bird, the bird with the fucking, the, uh, like, Switch the switchblade. <laughs> the bird with the door handle. Man, there's so oh. many amazing things from birds in this. Yeah, and it did, like, with Lance Henriksen, of course, immediately, I think, uh, Damien the Omen 2. Yep. And... She has a hawk here. Damien has the rot, uh, Rottweiler. Yeah. Um, and there's an amazing bird death in uh, Damien the Omen 2. And quite a lot of... Oh, fuck. It ups the ante on bird deaths with this one. It's insane, It's man. It's a bonkers film. There's no other way of putting it. I have a smile on my face. That's the thing. When I think about this film, I will have a smile on my face. And I think for a film to do that, it's done what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... Uh, it's a high recommend, especially yeah. when it comes out on blue. It's a buy. Support companies that are doing great things for filmmakers like all of us that love trash, class, everything in between, and when those two make love like this film. <laughs> well, I think also on blue, a lot oh, of those man. visuals... It's going to look amazing. Like, there's some great shots with lights and sunglasses, and there's just some really fantastic, really beautiful stuff that, that I, I'm willing to bet you, actually, that... Um, what's his name? Uh, Oh gosh, uh, br- 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 uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow is that what it was called? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I uh, want to. Cobra, his son, uh, Panos Cosmatos Jr. There's some visuals in this that were very comparable. Yeah, it definitely has, um, you know, that chroma key sort mm-hmm. of look that I like a lot actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no holds barred, sort of uh, very mystical. Oh yeah. Feel at the beginning, and just how that it snaps you out of the trance with that theme song. It's just oh, it's so amazing. I want to make it my ringtone then. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna unseat um, Tenebrae. Tenebrae. You still have Tenebrae? Yeah, nice. I still have Tenebrae, man. That's outstanding. I got it because I'm gonna smile. I'm gonna think of the babysitter and the birds. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, great but, film. Yes. Yeah, so with that, we will say, adios. Adios.